بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد In tonight's uh, little reminder I'll be regarding the mannerisms in the recitation of the Quran a reminder and given in the past by Sheikh Saleh Al-Fawzan Ta'ala the Sheikh says so here we are going to mention and certain things regarding the mannerisms and the etiquettes of the recitation of the Noble Quran because the Quran or because the Noble Quran is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so therefore it is compulsory upon the Muslims to hold the speech of Allah and very high have a high uh, any regard to the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and which is the Quran and likewise it is compulsory upon the Muslims to have that great and respect for the Quran also when a person wants to recite the Quran it is upon them to make sure that they are upon the best of states and for its recitation and the person and is upon and the best of states so from these mannerisms he says أَنَّهُ مَنْ كَانَ يَقْرَهُ مِنَ الْمُصْحَفَ إِنَّهُ يَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ أَيَّتَوَضَّ He says it is compulsory upon one who wants to recite the Qur'an from the Mus'haf. From the Mus'haf, he wants to open the Mus'haf and read the Qur'an from it. He says it is compulsory upon and is such an individual to perform wudu and he first. وَلَا يَجُوزُ لَهُ أَيَّمَسَ الْمُصْحَفْ عَلَى غَيْرِ تُحَارَ And it is not permissible for him I need to, uh, I need to open the Quran and read from there, and with his hands opening through the Quran, and without having any wudu. The qawlihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and because of the saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la yamasul Qur'ana illa tahir. No one shall touch the Quran, and except one who is pure. And the Sheikh says, and the pure here means and in a state of wudu, in a state of purification. And here what the Sheikh is mentioning is regarding to the Quran in, the, in Arabic, and not the translations, okay? Not the translations, the English translations or the other translations, but here specifically the Mus'haf, which is in Arabic, the way it was revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if he wants to recite it from his memory instead, then in this case, it is recommended for him to be in a state of wudu. And he recommended. It is not compulsory for him to recite Quran from memory. Uh, uh, it is not compulsory for him to be in a state of wudu to recite Quran from memory. But it is recommended it is better the sheikh says but it is permissible if he wants to recite the quran from memory and without having wudu but 
as for a person who is in a state of janaba, major impurity, a person is in a state of janaba, and he, for example, because of marital relations, or uh, the woman who is upon their menses, in this case, it is not permissible any for them to recite the Quran at all, meaning not from the mushaf and not from, from memory. Not from the mushaf and not from memory. So whoever is in a state of major impurity or in a state of menses, then it is not allowed for them to recite the Quran at all. La min al-mushaf wa la an qalbin. Not from the mushaf and not from memory. Hatta yatatahar min al-hadath al-akbar. Until a person purifies himself from al-hadath al-akbar. Major impurity. لأن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يقرأ القرآن إلا إذا كان جنبا because the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he used to recite the Quran except when he was in a state of janaba except when he was in a state of janaba فإنه لا يقرأه القرآن حتى يغتسل if he was in a state of janaba he never used to recite the Quran even from memory until he performed ghusl until he performed ghusl. And the shaykhs from in adabi tilawat al Quran and from the other mannerisms and etiquettes in the recitation of the Quran is that a person seeks refuge in Allah from the shaytan, from the shaytan at the beginning of his recitation. يَسْتَعِيذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ فِي بِدَايَةِ التِّلَاوَةِ that he seeks refuge in Allah from the shaitan at the beginning of his recitation and before he recites. Due to the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ And when you intend and when you want to recite the Qur'an, then seek refuge in Allah from the cursed and the shaitan. ذلك لأن الشيطان يحضر عند القارئ ليلبس عليه القراءة. It's because the shaytan approaches a person when they want to recite the Quran and try to make them try to corrupt their recitation, try to corrupt their recitation by making them thinking about other things, making them uh, make mistakes, and etc. and etc. And likewise the shaitan and he uh, tries to give waswasa and he to the person, try to confuse a person and take them away from pondering and reflecting on those verses. And when a person seeks refuge from the shaitan before they recite, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects that person and keeps the shaytan and he away from him. He safeguards that person from the waswasa, from the, and the ways of corruption that the shaytan tries to approach and that person with to take them away from the recitation of the Quran or cause them to make mistakes or make them to be heedless. They're reciting, but their mind is somewhere else. فَاسْتَفَادَ مِنْ تِلَاوَتِهِ 
when this occurs, when Allah protects a person from the shaitan because they have and they sought refuge in Allah, then that person is able to take maximum benefit from his recitation. Except if the shaitan, if a person does not do so and the shaitan whispers to a person and beezes that person, takes their mind away to something else and they're not pondering and thinking about their recitation. So therefore, and in this case then, and that person, and he loses out. But when a person seeks refuge in Allah, then they are able to take any benefit. And they, they receive the benefit of their seeking refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the shaitan is driven away. And likewise, the shaykh says, from the mannerisms of the recitation of the Quran, is that a person starts at the beginning of the surah with the saying, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, in the name of Allah, the most merciful and the bestower of mercy. The name of Allah, the bestower, uh, in the name of Allah, the most merciful, the bestower of mercy. He says that the person recites this at the beginning of every surah, meaning after they've sought refuge in Allah, they say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. He says, because the basmala, this, and he's saying the basmala was revealed at the beginning of every chapter, every surah, illa surah at-tawbah, except surah and at-tawbah in the Quran. So all of the surahs in the Quran, if you open the Quran, open the mushaf, at the top of every surah, you see Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. But if you go to surah at-tawbah, you won't find it any written any there. You won't find it any written there. As for the remainder, all of the other surahs in the Quran, then uh, the Shaykh said it is, and he recommended to start and he with the Basmala, except and he surah to Tawbah. This is how and the Quran was revealed. And this is what the Sahabas agreed upon. And he, when they and he compiled the Quran, that at the beginning of surah Tawbah, and he, that the Basmala would not be written there because this is how it was revealed upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So it's consensus and it, uh, amongst the companions and he regarding and he this. Likewise, the Sheikh says from the mannerisms of the recitation of the Quran is tartil tilawa. And tartil where a person recites in a manner that is distinct. The recitation is and a distinct meaning they pronounce everything, it can be heard and listened to, they can ponder, it's not too fast and it's not too slow, but in the middle, okay, but in the middle, the recitation is like that, whereby they are able to ponder and upon what they are and they're reciting. Not that they're reciting so fast, so fast that nobody can distinguish what the person is saying, for example, and that person themselves, they cannot distinguish themselves what they're saying at all. They can't focus on it. They can't focus. Okay? So this is important, Ani the Sheikh, and he says, to be careful and to take your time in the recitation of the Quran, and not to haste, not to haste and not to be too fast. 
And a person should give each, each letter in the Quran haqqaha. Uh, they give each letter in the Quran their right. Their right of recitation. Their right of how to correctly and he pronounce them. And from the uh, and rules of tajweed, etc., etc., according to the ability of a person. So the Sheikh says, likewise, and in this, uh, regarding this and way of recitation that he's just mentioned, that a person should recite a verse and after a verse, and a verse by verse, and that he stops at the main and he verses the main and he verses that he ponders and he in those and he main and he verses Jade. and he because he says and if a person goes too fast then his recitation will be and he deficient his recitation and he will be and he deficient and it will take away and from his benefit etc Likewise, the Sheikh says from the mannerisms of the recitation of the Quran is that a person tries to beautify their voice with the recitation. And they're not going to, to be too extreme in the way they try to beautify their voice, but with the best of their ability, the best with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. Now, not everybody is able to and beautify uh, their voice and in, a, in a great manner. But according to your ability, you try to beautify yani, your, your voice with the recitation. So you try to yani, read with a yani, good voice according to your ability. And you try to make your pronunciation yani, uh, good and nice to listen to. So that encourages yani, your, your yourself to listen to your recitation whilst you're reciting. And also encourages others who is listening to your recitation to pay attention, encourages them. So the people as well, and he, for example, who is listening to recitation, is able to take any uh, pleasure, and he, they're content with the recitation, encourages them, encourages their focus and their pondering and in those verses. Likewise, the Sheikh says, from the mannerisms of the recitation of the Quran, that a person takes into consideration the people around him. A person takes into consideration and he, those who are around him. He does not say, the Sheikh says, if there is a person who is sleeping next to a person who wants to who wants to recite or there is another person who is reciting for example let's say in this masjid and it's not too big there's a small masjid now let's say there is somebody who is sleeping for example at the back and a person wants to recite okay during the day they won't come to the masjid and they want to sit and they want to recite okay now he has to take into consideration that that person is sleeping as the Sheikh mentions and that he does not recite in a way which is too loud okay, that it basically affects that person's sleep. He should consider and, he, and recite in a manner which does not disturb other people. And likewise, if there is another person who is reciting the Quran in the masjid already 
and the person now comes and he wants to recite the Quran. Now he needs to consider as well that other person who is reciting. He does not raise his voice so loud and with his recitation that that person now is unable to focus on his recitation. Okay? So, and you need to consider any those who are any around you. Or even, as the Sheikh mentioned, if a person is uh, praying, if a person is praying in the masjid and you come to the masjid and you want to uh, recite the Quran and you sit down, get the most health and recite the Quran, you need to and you recite in a voice which is low enough for you to hear yourself, for you to benefit from any the recitation, but likewise for you don't and you bother any others. You don't affect the person who is reciting, take his mind away from focusing from, uh, from his salah and in his salah. The Sheikh mentions here an important point. He says, here we understand that those who would recite in the speakers, for example, in some countries, because the masjid has speakers on the outside, and some people will enter the masjid and recite in the microphone during the day, for example, and recitation is Basically, and he goes up to the speakers and everything, everybody on the streets or the houses and next to the masjid can, can hear. This, the Sheikh says, this is not to be done. A person should not, and he do this. In the masajid, it should not, and he do this. Okay? During the day, if a person wants to recite, and they recite, and he by themselves, to themselves. They should not recite, and for example, and the microphone in the masjid where it basically goes outside to the speakers and everybody who lives close to the masjid and he can hear the recitation. The Sheikh says because this disturbs and the people in their houses. But the people have to do things and as well. They have to and he be doing things in their houses or in their markets, etc etc. So you should not and he be disturbing people with your recitation. You should not be disturbing and the people with your recitation because this opposes what has been and he legislated. This opposes what has been and he legislated. Likewise, the Sheikh says, from the mannerisms of the recitation of the Quran, the Sheikh says, Bal min al wajib fiha, that is compulsory. This is compulsory regarding this that a person avoids making major mistakes a person avoids making major mistakes that makes their qira'a their recitation and the deficient for example instead of pronouncing a dhamma on a letter the person pronounces a fatha or instead of a kasra he pronounces a dhamma and etc or he changes the sound of a uh, letter to another letter. And the Sheikh says, this is, you need to be careful and you should not do this. Okay? It is good for a person to try as the best and ability to recite the Quran. But likewise as well, make sure that any, any mistakes that you have, that you try to fix them. 
you try to fix them and get somebody to help you out and inshallah and likewise lastly the Sheikh says and from the greatest of the mannerisms of the recitation of the Quran is to reflect and ponder within the meanings of those verses to reflect and to ponder in the meanings of those any verses and that you take heed of what the verses are saying you take lessons from the meanings of those verses you take benefit from the lessons and from the admonishment from the giving right tidings from the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned as halal as haram etc etc and that the Sheikh says and that a person's intention should not be only to recite the Quran so that I can finish it quickly, so that I can finish it. But they say the person should and he stop at verses and he verses at the verses and the surahs and think and ponder and in their meaning and take benefit and from them. Because if a person does not do this, then they won't be affected by the Quran. The effect of the Quran on a person's heart, on a person's iman, on a person's rectification, that would occur. Because the intention of that person is just to recite, to finish the Quran. So the Sheikh says, and he from the greatest mannerism is to stop other verses, other surahs, and to ponder and to take any benefit any from them. And that is from the and the greatest of the mannerisms of the recitation of the and the Quran. You have to benefit from it, and you have to make your khira'a and he benefit you in that way. And because the Quran was revealed as hudanli nas, guidance for the whole of mankind. In it, there is guidance, there's lessons, there's things that we need to learn and implement. So therefore, if, we just, if our intention is to just to recite only and to finish it, then we would have uh, deprived ourselves from the greatest purpose of the revelation and of the Qur'an. So we end and with this and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in beneficial knowledge and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in righteous actions.